Hello, everybody. This is Marshall Poe. I'm the editor of the New Books Network. NBN listeners like to read books and buy them. So we thought we'd tell you that right now, our friends at Princeton University Press are having a remarkable site-wide sale. You can get 50% off books, including ebooks and audiobooks, with the code 50, F-I-F-T-Y, at checkout until May 31. You can save some real money on Princeton University Press books. I encourage you to go there and check it out. Welcome back to New Books in African American Studies, a channel in the New Books Network. I am your host, Adam McNeil, PhD student at the University of Delaware. And today we have the opportunity to chat with Dr. Matthew Harper, Assistant Professor of History and Africana Studies at Mercer University in Georgia. And we'll be talking to him about his book, published by our friends at UNC Press in 2016, entitled End of Days. African-American Religion and Politics in the Age of Emancipation. Hello there, Dr. Harper. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Adam. Thanks for having me. Good, good. And, and we're, you know, it's been, it's been a long time coming as the song goes, um, but it's definitely coming, this interview, at the correct time. And I'm definitely happy to have you on the program today to talk about your tremendous book. Yeah, well, thanks, Adam. Very good. And so um, before we start talking about um, about your book, can you please talk to us about, uh, you know, th- we're talking about, you know, African-American religion. So I think it's appropriate to say, what, what was the Genesis story uh, uh, like for you w- with this particular book? You know, I was taking a graduate course and one of my uh, professors, Grant Wacker, said, you know, there's a collection of uh, a f- almost a full run of a black religious newspaper that just is just really rich and it's on microfilm and people ought to read it. And you ought to just spend this semester reading it. And it was the star of Zion, which was, uh, the organ of the African Methodist Episcopal Zion church in North Carolina. And, uh, he said, just start reading it. And I just started reading it and I felt this really deep connection. I just fell into this world reading issue after issue. Um, and I initially thought reading it, that I really wanted to talk about the connections that black ministers in the post-emancipation South made between institutions. They were in the Masons. They were building churches. They were building political organizations. They were involved in black militias. And, and I really imagine trying to help people see the connections really the, of institutions all across the South that black ministers were involved in and in, in working. They're the ones who were largely writing this newspaper, writing into it and editing it. And I, I found their world fascinating and wanted to write about it. And as I kept reading these newspapers and the source project expanded, I kept noticing an intellectual question because I really think the network question was a social history question. You know, how are, how are all these networks built and connected? How are all these institutions working together? And uh, But instead I kept noticing references to eschatology, to the end of days, to end times, to biblical prophecy. And I I would sort of make a little note and put it into a different stack and say, maybe this will be an article or something. I keep noticing it. And then ultimately, my stack on that overwhelmed my original research. And I, I the project just changed directions at that point. 
And that's a really cool uh, introductory story because I always find it fascinating how uh, uh, scholars um, of various disciplines come into um, their, their particular topics because a lot of times, right, you have that, you know, uh, you have that spark, you have that professor in a seminar or in a, in a lecture say, you know, go check something out. And then ultimately, 25 to 30 years later, you look back and say, oh, my gosh. That is, in fact, where the story began for me. Um, and, and so I always love starting out interviews like that because I think it's it's always fascinating, like I said, to, and it's also very informative for the audience to know um, a bit about the, the, the scholars and, and where they uh, where they came from with their work. So I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. it's for me, it was, it was really valuable just to immerse myself for a while in source material without really knowing where I was going to go. I hope that that other scholars feel that freedom to do that. I think some of the best work comes when when people